This is New York firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Every day, a part of every sub you buy at Firehouse Subs helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. And now, for a limited time, they're introducing the Daily Sub Special. Every day, get a medium sub of the day for just $5.55. They kick it off with Meatball Monday and finish it off with Italian Sunday with something delicious every day in between for just $5.55. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Tap the banner now to learn more. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. You're listening to Wrestling to the Max. Alert, alert, clear all channels. This is an exclusive. How you like that? The final buzzer has sounded, and welcome to a great and exciting edition of Wrestling to the Max Royal Rumble 2018. And of course, we are brought to you by W2Mnet.com, the place where you go get all your great wrestling content and a lot more. And hey, go subscribe, rate, and review over at Wrestling to the Max or the W2M Network. Whatever one you choose, just go do it now. And hey, also make sure you go give some big love to 411mania.com and last word on ProWrestling.com as well. They do a great job of supporting us let's go support them i of course am your host tonight mr gary vaughn and along with me is paul Ezer. hey and mr sean garmer what's up everybody and guys it is going to be a lot of fun tonight to get down and dirty with this royal rumble i am about to go over the top rope just so i can talk about some of these great things that happened and of course some of the other things that maybe we didn't like i don't know uh but you know hey i'm always over the top, if you you would say, right? I don't know. Some people would say that. So, oh boy, so I'm trying. I think that just... intro just went over the top there. Too. Yeah, yeah. bad jokes early and often. <laughs> 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 oh god, I'm trying to kill myself with this stuff. Anyway, uh, well, guys, I mean, we did have a really fun show to to watch, and we're gonna break down every single thing that we saw tonight. I'm really ready to talk about this thing. Uh, before we jump into the, to the meat of the show, though, we do need to kind of break down the pre-show, and we're not going to take a lot of time doing it, folks. It was a decent pre-show, but nothing that was really going to blow your mind or anything. But I, I think it's it's something we need to get done, right? So let's go ahead and really quickly do that. Let's kind of talk about some of these things that happened on the pre-show. And let's talk about the 205 Live guys. That's right. They had their own six-man tag match. We had, of course, you know, Jack Gallagher, Drew Gulak, and TJ Perkins taking on Kalisto, Lance Dorado, and a, also Grand Metalik all taking each other on to see who could be victorious. And, well, of course, it is the babyface team that we all predicted. Uh, Kalisto and company get the victory. Uh, so, which, you know, TJ Perkins is still throwing fits. I, I don't know about you, Paul. I mean, this is okay. Uh, it definitely kind of looked like a pre-show match. Needed more PowerPoint presentations, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially a demonstration of how to not get thrown over the top rope would have been wonderful. But uh, th- this uh, this was really fun. Like It's nothing over the top, like Gary was saying, but... Uh, I think you get everything you want. The Lucha guys are doing the good Lucha thing that you all expect. TJP, Gallagher, Drew Gulak are being dicks. It's a good time. Yeah. You know, and and once again, I mean, I, I feel bad for the 205 Live guys, the Cruiserweight division, only because, you know, I feel like that they do want to be on the major part of the show, but until they have anything that's really firm when it comes to a good feud or something that people are going to care about, this is what we're going to get. You know, so, hey, at least they got to do something. And then, you know, it was on the pre-show. Mm. Uh, let's also talk about another match that, I, you know, you know, maybe you could have snuck it on the main show if you wanted to. But I think this fit right here. Uh, we had Gallows and Anderson take on the Revival. And, Sean, I mean, 
we have the Revival getting their victory here. Uh, this was, uh, I think, a decent match. I don't think, once again, anything you can write home about. But I, I like both tag teams. I think they did a good job here. But uh, the Revival getting the victory, uh, not a bad move. No, it's not, especially after the way they were treated on Monday. I think this helps them, keeps it 50-50, you know, like what WWE likes to do. Yeah, this was just Revival working on uh, body part, which is their greatest strength. And they, you know, got Carl Anderson with that nasty uh, clip on the back of his leg, and he he won. So very Revival to just win with a simple move like that. I, I think that's one of the reasons why I like this so much is that it was really good and it spoke well of both teams. Uh, Carl Anderson, p- sort of perfect in the role of uh, the dude in peril who has his leg worked on the entire match by the Revival once they get things under control. Uh, you have Gallows come in to run roughshod until the Revival managed to to sneak in the chop block on the back of Carl Anderson, and that's all she wrote. And... Uh, I, I really enjoyed this. I thought this was the best thing on the pre-show by a mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, you know, when you got the revival involved, you know it's going to be something that's kind of, you know, scientific, but also something that's going to be really interesting. And I think mm-hmm. they brought it to, to a team that I, I like in Gallows and Anderson. So I think all four guys did a pretty good job here. Like I said, I, I, you could have snuck it onto the main part of the show, and I, I think it would have done just fine. Um, but I get it, once again, why it's in the pre-show. I definitely right. understand. Uh, let's talk about the U.S. title. That's right. We have an open challenge for it, and Bobby Roode is going to take on a mystery competitor. And that mystery competitor ended up being Mojo Raleigh. So Mojo is trying to get that title. Uh, you know, uh, I, I think what a great it was mystery. Yeah, <laughs> I was really hoping for Pete Dunn. We, te- you, I think Sean, I think you teased that in our preview. Could it be Pete Dunn. I was really excited, and it was Mojo. And I'm like, oh well, okay. And I think the match is okay. I, I, I you know, it, it's decent, Sean. But Bobby Roode still your U.S. champ. Yeah, as if he was going to lose right there. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, when you know it's Mojo, it's like, all right, they're just doing this. It was supposed to be a match that they added at the last minute, and it felt like a mess they had at the last minute. Uh, supposedly, Mojo was not originally going to be the opponent here, but I haven't found on who it was supposed to be, so um, that might explain a lot of it, but this is, this is very flat. I thought the the build-up and the pomp and, and all that leading up to the reveal was, was much better than the match here. So, um, I mean, the port, Rude gets the win. That's all that matters. We can move on. Yeah, and can I say this? That wasn't even the strongest DDT. <laughs> I was kind of disappointed, and not not that Bobby Roode did a bad job. I just it did not come off as well as I wanted it to. I blame so. Him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I remember who he's in the ring with there. I agree. I I know. I just just kind of felt bad for him. So, but anyway, yeah. At least Bobby Roode is still your U.S. champion. That makes me happy. Uh, so that pretty much wraps up the pre-show part of this thing. Let's jump into the main part of the Royal Rumble show. And we start off with the WWE Championship put up for grabs. And AJ Styles, your WWE Champion, has to have a handicap match against Cammy. That's right, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And this one, you know, it, it was, I would say, kind of fun to watch for the fact that, you know, you really had that same action you expected with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn really pulling out all the dirty tricks to beat AJ Styles. But it didn't take too long for AJ to find a way to overcome this and get the victory here. Sean, I mean, I, I don't think this is a bad way to start the show. I didn't, I, I will say it was, a, it's kind of ended up as I thought it would be but really lacked all the extracurriculars that i really had in my mind coming into this thing but hey kevin uh, aj styles winning is not bad uh no uh certainly not i think we all knew aj Styles was gonna win and he does win uh, i think this was actually i i thought it was a pretty good match for what it was i mean it was just Really, AJ methodically, slowly, after you got done with uh, them exchanging tags constantly over and over and over and over, 
AJ just whittled them down. Little by little, you had Kevin Owens re-injure the injury previously. He got to work on that. And then he got the close win. So it wasn't anything that made somebody look bad. And AJ kind of escaped because he is dealing with two guys. Mm -hmm. So, you know. I I enjoyed this thoroughly. I thought they told a great story in that uh, Cammy being themselves, uh, really utilizing the advantage where they could, Styles getting in what he could where he can, working from underneath, which is something he is also very, very good at. And, of course, he's just so darn good. Everything he does looks amazing. Um, and, and by the end of it, you know, Cammy still has a valid reason to keep on going after this. Sammy was still legal. So, technically, AJ Styles pins the wrong guy and still gets to walk away with the title. Yeah, and you know this will be bringing a bunch of controversy to SmackDown. We know that it'll be, you know, of course, more of that whole thought process of are we going to get more out of uh, Daniel Bryan and, of course, you know, Shane McMahon, and I'm sure we will. But I think the fact that they didn't have those two guys show up and you know get involved in this match it was a little bit surprising. But in mm-hmm. a way, it was kind of a breath of fresh air. I'll say it that way. You let the wrestlers take care of the business, and they get it done. AJ still is your champion. I think that feels good, especially for some things we'll talk about later in the show. And I I really can't wait to see where we do evolve with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So uh, a decent start to the show, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, a, a, a solid match that you get out of the way that, you know, had some relevance, but yet it wasn't a big, big focus on this show. So the good stuff there. Uh, so, uh, well, let's move on and talk about another big match we have here. We have the SmackDown Live Tag Team titles up for grabs. The Usos are bringing those belts down, and they're trying to retain them against Benjamin and Gable. And this is a two out of three falls match. And, of course, we have the Usos getting the first one. Uh, they get the first fall and then later in this thing, I mean, as this match progresses, they, they get two falls in a row pretty much. So it comes out where the Usos get the victory. But, I mean, it wasn't for the fact that Benjamin and Gable didn't fight hard to, to try to get those titles away from them. What did you think about this overall, Paul? Uh, I enjoyed the action. I really did. I thought, I mean, Gable and Benjamin, like I said, really starting to come together as a team. And, and Gable being the workhorse here. And that absolutely picture-perfect moonsault on the floor. Oh, my God, it's so good. Um, and the Usos are their usual great selves in this, too. I, You know, usually I don't have a problem going 2-0, especially when you're expecting a 2-1. I kind of feel like having them just sweep Gable and Benjamin while it very soundly sends them back to the drawing board and you have new challengers. I kind of wish Gable and Benjamin got a fall here. I kind of wish they had a little bit of a life raft they could they could hang their hat on at the end of the day if they're moving on to another another feud after this. So I I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm fine with the Usos retaining. I just I maybe question going two zero in this happenstance. I think that was the whole point of this match, though, is to make you feel bad for the fact that they didn't at least get one fall because they did so much of the work uh chad gable did a lot of work on uh keeping you know one or if not both the usos grounded a lot that tiger suplex he pulls out of nowhere uh was uh well done too it seemed like every time that they had it the the pin was broken up or that first fall was freaking that goes that went way longer than most first falls do mm-hmm. they were it, it really played into that whole i think that they felt after that first fall with how much work they did and how much the useless were sort of exhausted that they were kind of overconfident in that second fall and that led to that roll up you know surprise second where it's like you could kind of see it especially in Shelton's face where he's like okay we got this they got that first level. We got this, and then oh, here it comes, and and they lose. Uh, but really, they, both guys did a heck of a lot of work in the Usos too, coming back and and making that convincing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, it, once again, the Usos walk away looking very strong. 
and they'd face really honestly like you guys are saying here definitely uh, some competitors here that really honestly could be your tag champs but the Usos are still finding ways to get the victories they're still being as strong as ever and just putting in the effort so both teams really worked hard in this match both teams really look good but the Usos walk away with a clear victory and uh, I, I don't know that I'm going to complain about that. I can't say that I hate it because I think the Usos have done such a great job as tag champs. But I do want to see Shelton and Gable get theirs, right? I mean, I just, I do. I, I like them so much together. I want to see them get eventually an opportunity to hold those tag belts. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But yeah, I mean, that, that brings up, uh, you know, a, a really fun match. And, uh, you know, for a second match of the show, I think they did a good job, too, with that one. So really happy for all involved in that one. And then, you know, of course, that brings up something that we've all been waiting for. And that is, of course, the 30 men Royal Rumble. And we, of course, get the first two competitors coming out here. The first competitor in this matchup is Rusev. Yeah, Rusev Day is going crazy in the crowd. They all love Rusev. And uh, then, of course, you get Finn Balor making his grand entrance. And this thing gets kicked off. And uh, there's a lot involved here, of course. You know, the 30-man Royal Rumble. You, of course, get you know guys like Bray Wyatt coming down. You have Elias making a scene. Uh, of course, then, you know, get some huge surprises, as in later on in this matchup, you get uh, Rey Mysterio, which is a huge surprise. I didn't see that one coming, of course. I didn't read any spoilers on that one. Uh, that was a big deal. We had, of course, one of my favorites. I've been waiting for this for a long time, guys. For my little guy, guess who? The Hurricane. Yeah, he's involved in this matchup. Oh, God, I can't tell you how much I loved it. Uh, so we have those big surprises. Uh, we have some of the storylines we have here. Is, of course, Elias and John Cena. Uh, of course, you know, Cena is able to, to get the upper hand, of course, against uh, Elias and not allowing him to eliminate him. Uh, of course, you know, we also have some other big storylines involved here. That's, it's kind of fun. Roman Reigns, of course, throwing out Seth Rollins is a big deal here. Uh, but it, we'll, we'll kind of fill in the gaps as we kind of discuss this. But there were so many different things involved in this Royal Rumble. So many fun, you know, moments. But in the end here, we have Shinsuke Nakamura. We have Roman Reigns. We have John Cena and Finn Balor. All left last in this matchup and by elimination we get left with two reigns and shinsuke nakamura while three of us really thought strongly about these two guys you guys picked nakamura i wanted to but i had to be different i picked reigns you guys were right i am very happy with that victory for shinsuke nakamura uh, just it, it was really exciting. I think a lot of us saw this possibly coming, but I, it didn't take away from the moment for me, Paul. I, I really was happy with it. Uh, this, first of all, this Rumble was incredible. This is the most fun I think I've had with a Rumble match in a long time. Uh, Larry over in 411 said it might be one of the top five ever. I might agree with him, too. Uh, and they just set this up and ran it so well. Right from the start... You have two guys who you know the crowd is already invested in, and Rusev and Balor starting you off. And sort of the hits just keep on coming. You have the whole story with Heath. He can't get in the ring because everybody keeps beating him up, the poor guy. (laughs) I felt so bad. He's got kids. Come on, man. (laughs) Unbelievable. Uh, You also have uh, Baron Corbin playing an early role of getting tossed out and then beating everybody up. Uh, I love, 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 love the addition of Andrade C and Almas in this at number seven. Un- oh, he got a great run in this too, which makes that title and himself both look incredible, which is great. The New Day bit with with the flapjacks and and uh, and uh, getting their revenge ultimately on Jinder Mahal for throwing them out and making him eat flapjacks was just wonderful. I love that to bits as well. It's just so much fun in this match. I, I can't get enough of it. Of course, Shinsuke winning. Uh, it's a nice cherry on top here, too, by eliminating Roman, which got a huge pop. WWE clearly learning their lesson from the last time they were in Philly, uh, giving, I think, the crowd a very satisfying ending to an incredibly fun Royal Rumble. Yeah, this was so good. And uh, Finn getting to last as long as he did, I think it did a lot of wonders for him. He had so many... 
uh, close calls that uh, the series he has with uh, Nakamura for then getting uh, knocked out. That I thought they did the final six really well. I feel like they dropped the ball on Dolph being number thirty, but that's whatever it is. You know, they don't always uh, knock that out of the park as far as who, you know having that surprise at the last uh, thing. Uh, the Hurricane and Adam Cole, baby, baby. editions were, oh, I were uh, <laughs> great and <laughs> and almost as well. I, I love the fact that he got such a big run and making that title look good and just. Yeah, I just think that they they did some some great stuff. Rusev was freaking over as all get out. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rusev day all day every day. And he were going nuts for him constantly. Uh, it was uh, it that was just so much fun uh, with him in there. But yeah, I think for the most part, it was very well paced. They did a good job of making sure they kept things. You know, entertaining. I didn't feel like there was a big. There was never this like big lull going on that a lot of times these rumbles have, and they they did that ending so freaking well uh, with Nakamura knocking out Roman and played to the crowd's strengths uh, perfectly. So just yeah, and and I think the spot where they did, there might have been people that were still wishing for Brian in their hearts or whatever, but I think where it was, uh, you kind of knew. And heck, Rey Mysterio looked, that dude looked like he'd been uh, hitting that iron, man. Mm-hmm. He he looked amazing coming back. It's so many 619s. It was fun getting to see him. I know there's people that are probably pissed that he's there at all, uh, but still, like, that was a nice surprise getting getting to see him, so... I think they did all that really well. I forgot two things: the 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 drama with Ty Dillinger with with Cammy attacking him, yeah. Sammy taking his place. Uh, there, there's a little bit of a story there too, uh, because Kevin wanted it. And Sammy's like, no, no, I got this. And then he goes out and gets tossed a little bit later. So might be some trouble in paradise there. I also love how Cesaro got eliminated. That that was incredible. The uh, the assisted foot launcher thing with with Seth just launching him. Like twenty feet in the air is incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah, that flip he does was amazing. And like Seamus getting knocked out in like a second. That was <laughs> that was really funny. That back too. healthy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The new day stuff was just so. Oh yeah. Was so silly. I was like, oh my god, this is just. When is um, IHOP going to sponsor them? Come on, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, standing on the pancakes, perfect for Kofi. I mean, God, that oh was awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I love it. You know, I mean, there, there's just so many special moments, and you guys just, you know, did perfect filling in some of the blanks here. And I love the uh, idea of having, you know, we just wa- we talked to over earlier tonight, and uh, looking into this and watching, you know, the NXT champ, come out here and compete in the Royal Rumble. That means that it feels special. It's awesome. And then having a guy like Adam Cole, who, like you said, Paul, in one of our review shows for TakeOver, you talked about Adam Cole may not be very far away from this main roster, and it's nice to have him make a sneak peek here in this Royal Rumble. And uh, So those things, all the comedy like we were talking about with the New Day, and Baron Corbin! You know, I think it made a big statement there uh, without having the guy get to the close to the end and kind of stuff you see on a normal basis, right? The biggest guys last towards the end. It was nice to see one of the bigger guys get knocked out early and for him to go on that rampage. I think it also kind of helped clear things out for us to kind of let Finn take a break and some of the other competitors like Rusev uh, as they brought in new, you know, new talent, new competitors. So. I, I can't say, you know, that it's definitely not one of my favorite. It really is. I mean, I think this is, you know, in recent history, one of the better rumbles. So I loved it. I, I think that throughout the entire thing, I was entertained. It really never hit those lulls where I was just like, oh, listen, mm-hmm. come on. When's the buzzer going to hit? I kind of enjoyed it. So 
some definitely interesting things involved. Some great storylines will come out of this. Uh, like you know, you did mention uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That's going to be a big moment for us to, to follow up on SmackDown to, to see where they bring that. That's going to be something big too. So, but happy, happy, happy for Nakamura. So glad at the end there. You know, it's a duh moment. Of course, he's going to choose AJ Styles. But I love the crowd just chanting AJ's name and. For Nakamura to get that moment, it feels so great. It feels like finally this guy is getting something. Mm-hmm. And for us to know that at WrestleMania 34 this year, AJ Styles, Nakamura, boy, it, it just got me pumped already just at the finale of this Royal Rumble for the men. I, I'm super excited for that as well. I, I do want the one drawback in this that uh, I kind of enjoyed Wyatt and Hardy working together to get a couple eliminations and then eliminating each other. But when they had that beer, big standoff, I couldn't help but think that if you hadn't given away that match on Raw 25, uh, that you would have had a bit of a bigger pop for these guys finally locking up for the first time. My only gripe. Yeah, I, I, can, I yeah, agree with you gripe. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Once again, I think they're getting more into that whole the war. So that was just a battle, you know. That was a battle. You know, there is something to waiting. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm right there with you. So overall, though, great stuff. Um, once again, I mean, I I didn't see the 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 Rey Mysterio thing at all. I I didn't read any spoilers coming into the Rumble, but that was a big big surprise for me. I loved it. I don't so. think there was anything. <laughs> They did a good job there. Yeah, they they hit it well. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Chris Jericho was the last year that they did that with. I think so. Yeah. So, well, great stuff coming out of the men's Royal Rumble. Uh, let's move on to this card, though. We've got some other things to talk about here. Of course, we got the Raw, Raw Tag Team titles to talk about. Uh, and, of course, that means Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan, the current champs, have to take on the bar. That's right. So we get some more Cesaro and Sheamus action here. And, you know, Sean, I think this is a decent matchup. We, of course, have Jason Jordan with the injury being the biggest part of this, which causes in the end here for there to be new tag champs, which is the bar. Um, what did you think about this overall? Uh, this is where the show kind of starts to fall off a little bit. So you get to the main event. The crowd is so spent that they don't care. And I don't know if they're doing some kind of concussion storyline with Jason Jordan or whatever, but... I, it works. Uh, I think the way that they told the story, having Sheamus Cesaro win the titles again, makes sense. Just, I don't know. I just, I thought the match was okay. I, again, I think the crowd being totally out of it didn't help either. I think that was definitely a big setback. Uh, hats off, too, to Seth Rollins, by the way, who was a freaking workhorse in this, trying his damnedest to get everybody involved in this, and the crowd just, they were done. They they needed some time, so uh, I I I like this. I think from a storytelling standpoint, more than I do any of the wrestling in this, which is fine, right? I mean, you're still getting good work here. It's just it's hard to care after that last match. There's not a lot of energy in the building, and really, Jordan's just sitting around after getting his head rammed into the uh, the ring post, sort of just you know in a daze. So. I don't know. I, I'm interested to sort of see where they take this on Raw, honestly. I, I feel like maybe once again we're in a bit of a minority, Gary, with sort of how interested we are in this. Because everybody else seems to say it's done. It's over. Like, sail it down a boat and, and down the river and just say bye. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it, and I understand the frustration. I, I really, really do. But I think there's still something there. Mm-hmm. And I just think people are not willing to hold on to it because I think of the bias towards Jason Jordan, right? Right. You know, and it's just the way it works out. But sometimes the hate of someone, even if it's not fair at all times, I think it really keeps you invested, even if you're not loving it. It really does because you want to see the guy get killed. And I think that's a big selling point for that. But I think it's also for the fact that there's more story that can be told there, and I don't know. So we may be in the minority, Paul, but that's okay. Well, right. I think in the end we will prevail and show people that it's better than you expect. I sure hope so. 
Me too. I don't want to be wrong. No egg on my face, please. Uh, so, oh boy. Well, uh, let's talk about a huge matchup because there's three big guys involved in the Universal Championship match. That's right, a triple threat. And boy, this one gets messy. Uh, kind of we something we expected. Yeah, Brock Lesnar, your Universal Champion, taking on Braun Strowman and Kane. And this one really kind of just shakes out to all these guys throwing each other around. Of course, Kane does not get to be the main focal point, which he doesn't need to be. Uh, but it's really about Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman. And uh, Brock, of course, puts Braun through a table uh, and, of course, dumps an announced table on top of him, trying to bury him. And then, of course, we have Braun escape that and uh, throw Lesnar around a little bit. But... In the end here, it doesn't take too much before Kane gets involved. Kane beats Braun down with a chair out of the ring. That opens the door for Brock to basically put Kane out of his misery with the F5. We get the one, two, three. Brock Lesnar is still your universal champion after a match. I, I'm really curious if anybody has anything brilliant to say about. <laughs> Paul, do you have anything brilliant to say about this match? Uh, I mean, I wasn't overly interested in this going into it, and and I think they they kept your interest mostly right by just throwing everything at the wall, letting Braun be an absolute you know monstrous human being that he is, and and basically no selling everything to the point of you know he's recovering from Brock suplexes, and, and even tossing the announce table on him isn't enough. He's just he's too damn strong, and. Uh, too damn bullheaded to stay down to it, and even his over-aggressiveness, I think, with all the power slams near the end, kind of comes back to haunt him. This feels unresolved still. Um, so, I'll hold out a very small sliver of hope that maybe Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, and Roman Reigns is your WrestleMania main event this year for the Raw side. I feel like that would be a really cool story. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, the fact that they have Elimination Chamber is going to be interesting how they decide to do that. If it's going to be a number of contenders match, or if it's going to be a championship match, or you know what what they decide to do there. I agree. This was just like them, okay, we're going to throw each other around. We're going to use the weapons and announce tables and all that stuff to see if we can get the crowd into it. crowd was still kind of out of it for this match. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was no, everybody knew Brock was going to win, which didn't help either. Yeah, and, you know, it's really difficult in a match like this that's not the focal point of the show, but not only that, with these three big guys, two of the guys, they really don't want to disrupt the momentum they got going, right? Brock Lesnar, maybe not the most momentum uh, for him for the fact that he just kind of hangs out off TV with a title around his waist, but he is still someone they consider a big deal. Braun Strowman is the guy with the most momentum here, probably the guy with the most going for him. And in that case, that means we have to have some way to protect them. We all figured Kane would be the fall guy. He was. But in the end, Braun Strowman still has something to reach for, right? He doesn't get the the universal title here, so he still has a path and a journey to go. But I, I think, you know, it, it is what it is, and I think the expectations coming in, well, you saw the match. You got what you expected. I think it also leaves you walking away just going, okay. Mm-hmm. So... Well, let's talk about something else that, you know, really, we were wondering if it was going to be okay or if it was going to be historic, if it was going to be grand, if it was going to be the best part of the show. And, of course, it ends up being your main event, which is kind of cool, right? The, the women's first Royal Rumble match is your main event for this show. And, of course, we start this thing out with Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch, two young ladies who know each other very well from their NXT days. And they kick this thing off, and it gets pretty crazy. Uh, we get lots of different people involved in this match. Of course, all the usual characters. We have, of course, the Riot Squad gals coming out to make their presence known. We also have uh, Paige's girls show up here uh, in a 
you know Mandy Rose, of course, and uh, we also have a lot of the other uh, legends that we expected and didn't expect. Uh, we had Lita and Trish Stratus a part of this uh, matchup, which was a great surprises in a way because we weren't sure if they were going to be there, but they ended up being there. One of my favorites, Molly Holly, showed up, which I love because she did a great job on Twitter mm-hmm. swerving everybody. I'm just going to be honest; she she totally swerved me on that one. Uh, you had Tori Wilson, you had Kelly Kelly show up, you had Michelle McCool, all big legends making their presence known. Of course, along with these younger talents, we had Ember Moon involved in this matchup, despite the fact that she did have that arm injury which I think that was great that they still included her in this matchup. We had Kyrie Sane show up, so we had some NXT love over there. Kind of disappointed the iconic duo didn't show up, but guess what? The Bella Twins did, and they made their presence known for sure. So a, a lot of action, a lot of big names coming into this matchup from when it comes to the legends and all that stuff. In the end here, though, after Nia Jax pretty much coming in, and uh, of course Beth Phoenix is another legend. I love that matchup we had here. Uh, they kind of had a little, sh- uh, you know, little deal here going on. I love that. But uh, Nia Jax did kind of dominate for a little while. But in the end here, we do have the Bella Twins standing tall, along with none other than um, the uh, the winner of this. Oscar. Actually, Oscar. I don't know why I'm blanking on her name. I almost called her somebody else. To be honest with you, thank you for mentioning her name because I almost said somebody from Impact or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could. I, I know it's my mind's like. What was her name? I know who Oscar. Oscar shows up here, and she's going to defend this thing. Uh, you know, uh, her undefeated streak against the Bell Twins. And in the end, it's between her and Nikki Bella, and she survives. She does get the victory here. Uh, so before we talk about all the post match stuff, let's just talk about this Women's Royal Rumble. Oscar getting the victory. How did you feel coming out of this? I think the, the this was a pretty decent match. Uh, well, Japan rules all, apparently. Uh, that's one thing you take out of both the Rumbles. And, uh, you know, it, there's also just... I think they did this... Uh, first of all, I really wish they wouldn't have done any stuff with the women on Raw because you gave away some of the people that were going to be in this. Uh, so that's one of the things that kind of bothered me is like, you really could have just, it, especially with having the women's rumble, you could have had a video thing and not had them be there. And then you would have had all the surprises of not seeing any of them, but that's a little minor gripe. Uh, I guess we can also talk about this later. I saw a lot of people get really upset. I don't know why. I didn't think about it like this, but I just, I don't know. I saw wrestlers getting upset. Like Lance Storm was very pissed off about this. But how do you guys feel about, he said it's very disrespectful to the women to have their husband or boyfriend's name or catchphrase or whatever being shouted at them instead of chanting something for them. Do you see that as disrespectful or do you see like you know michelle mccool getting undertaker chance or whatever i mean doesn't the point kind of go out the window when you have brie in there doing the yes chant by herself (laughs) 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 i i it's whatever right it's philly it's a smarky crowd it's what's gonna happen i it's it's a very very small thing that doesn't last very long yeah i i mean i just don't think that like i think they just kind of know that, that it's going to happen. It's like if AJ Lee ever showed up, you know she's going to see him punk chance. I right. mean, it's like, that's just how it is. I mean, I, I think we can say that the women have crossed all these barriers, but fans at the end of the day like to show that they know things. Mm-hmm. And when you can shout Undertaker at Michelle McCool because everybody knows that she's with the Undertaker, I mean, it, it seems cool to them. So <laughs> they're going to do it. Uh, I thought Molly looked freaking great in this. Uh, her getting to do the Molly go round popped me. That was pretty cool. Um, the Trish looked amazing as well. Uh, looked like she had not missed anything at all. Just she was on it. And uh, you know, I, I my heart broke a little bit seeing both Kyrie Sane and Lita get <laughs> eliminated one after the other. So I was a little upset about that. But I, I did appreciate that, like they allowed. The legends each to get at least one elimination, 
you know, they made them feel that they mattered. You know, Kelly Kelly made people look bad. But other than that, everybody else, you know, looked really good. Michelle McCool looked really good. And she, she probably had the best outing of all the legends aside from Trish just from what she got to do. And uh, I was a little upset with – I think the most upsetting thing for me was Becky getting eliminated. I thought she mm-hmm. could have gone longer. Uh, the – I felt at first weird that Sasha wasn't the final one against Asuka, but if they want to do something between the two at Elimination Chamber or something, I guess it makes a little sense not to have Sasha be the last one eliminated. There's a little bit of that seed of doubt that, you know, had it not been for the you know, Bella Twins being in there and, you know, twinning it up that maybe it it would have been a little bit different. But, yeah, I I think having Nikki be the last one is sort of like that passing the torch thing. I I know there were people that were upset about the fact that Nikki was the last one eliminated, but I think it's more about that. Um, Whereas Roman, it was more about, okay, these are the bona fide two that we know and I think everybody in the world knows are going to be the last two. Let's not make it dumb. Let's make them think till the end that Roman's going to win and you know Nakamura wins. Whereas I think this is more about okay, remember this is about history. This is about all that. And then Oscar gets to make history, eliminating Nikki. And you know then you have the stuff at the end. But I, you know what? For as much guff as we gave Stephanie being on commentary, I thought she was actually. She was actually pretty decent. Oh, I I don't know. Uh, Maria Menounos was awful. There were times where I thought Stephanie was absolutely cringeworthy on commentary. Uh, <laughs> kind of like watching old John Madden called football games towards the end of his career. It was just not good. Um, there... <sighs> I, I will say this, and Gary, uh, you can attest to this too. We gave this match a lot of crap for being built solely on history. And I got to give WWE this. That is exactly what this match was about, right? You have you have all your current day people in there doing their thing. You have all the, I think, all the biggest stars that they've managed to make out of the, the women's division over the past uh, oh, I don't know, 30 years um, show up too, which is really cool. Uh, you know, minus AJ Lee, but we all knew that was never going to happen. There's a lot to like in all of this, uh, from all the legends getting their own little good runs here and there to, to, I think, some neat little story hooks here, especially between, uh, obviously, the Bella Twins, but also, you know, Bailey and Sasha, um, having Sasha toss Bailey out and all that. So I think there's some stuff to play off here. I just kind of wish there was more to sink our teeth into other than just history, like I said. But at least that's what they played up to. It made for a very enjoyable rumble. Um, and, and, you know, I I hate to harp on this too, but the finish was not good either. I, I'm all for kicking somebody's feet out under it, but you got to make sure you hit their feet, Asuka. Come on, girl. <laughs> it is Nikki. So, mm-hmm. I mean, is it totally on Asuka? <laughs> she missed by uh. two feet, bro. <laughs> It was bad. It was Dude, she's tired by that point. I'm going to give him a little bit of a break. I know she came in at like 25 or whatever, but, you know. Yeah, you know, uh, the, the ending wasn't grand. Um, I think the most important thing is, is that Oscar retains her undefeated streak when it comes to anything. Yeah, singles matches, tag matches, and now a rumble. But, I mean, yeah, the, the, you can hopefully... Can, can put the, the finish out of your mind. I, I think I'm right there with you, and we, we did talk a lot of stuff about this match and the fact that it was all about history and that was showcased with all the legends. And trust me, very, very happy to see him. I, I've been waiting a long time for Molly Holly to get back in the ring. Really, really have. Really happy, even if it's for however many minutes she was in there. I was super happy to see that Beth Phoenix, another one. Really, really glad. This it, It's just really, really fun. But... This lacked what the men's Royal Rumble had, and that's this whole thought process of, my God, this could be any of these guys. There's you know seven people left. All these guys do matter some way, somehow. Mm-hmm. They could take this. They could be the victor. 
when you got to the point to where we were talking about in this Women's Royal Rumble, you started understanding pretty quickly towards the end, we know who's going to win. You really just knew that Oscar was not going to lose the match. If Nikki Bella eliminated Oscar or Brie eliminated Oscar, you knew that crowd was going to be taken out of that match. Mm-hmm. You knew they were not going to care. They were going to boo the rest of the entire time. That wasn't going to happen. You knew who was going to win. So I think that really kind of affected me a little bit on being like, oh, wow, this is such a, a great inaugural Royal Rumble match for the women and all this. It, it really did feel like, hey, this is the red carpet. Check it out. Enjoy it. And then, hey, Oscar, you get to take home the you know the, this prize. So I, I don't, I don't, I'm not dogging the match. I'm just saying the overall feel did not feel like I think it really should have. Maybe next year it's that case. Maybe next year it does have all the. Um, <clears throat> Young NXT women, and of course, uh, also the the talent that'll be brought up to the main roster to fill this out more than it is about the legends. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, right? Like, I think Paul hit it in the head. This was about how they framed it. They wanted to give them that spot. All the les, you know, all the you know ones that have had good careers and became somewhat stars and all that, and or have a name. They wanted to give them that, that last little, hey, here's your moment. Mm-hmm. Here's your thank you, you know, all that. And I mean, and they mentioned, the, and they even mentioned China, and Stephanie mentioned her. I mean, so the, I really feel like, you know, we can say it wasn't like the men's or whatever, but it wasn't framed like the men's. It's right. a different deal than the men's. I, they could have if they really wanted to because especially the way that they were pro- portraying Sasha throughout, and I thought Corey did a great job of constantly mentioning this, that Sasha was like that that woman that had the, I have the knife ready to stab you in the back, almost mm-hmm. for anybody that she eliminated, and you know they made a big deal about how she's been in here for 54 minutes, she's still eliminating people, she's still very much in this. They could have had Sasha be the last one with Oscar, mm-hmm. and I don't think it would have been a big, you know, it wouldn't have been bad because you have that person that people started to sort of turn on as the match went on because she kept eliminating people and especially eliminating, you know, Bailey, eliminating, you know, some of the legends that people wanted to see. And then it's like, okay, we really want to cheer for Oscar at that point. I think the way they did it is also fine. I just, uh, I'm just glad the right person won, right? They could have had other some other people win. They could have given one of the legends some glory moment that wasn't needed mm-hmm. or whatever, and they didn't do that. So I think for that reason, uh, they deserve props for that. And they could have handled the legends badly too, and I don't think they did either. So there's a lot of this that could have gone wrong, and I think for what they were able to do, given a lot of time, all that, I think they did a really bang-up job. And like you said, Gary, next year is a whole different game. Next year you want to bring up all these NXT women and make it about the here and now. And it is more about like the men and it's focused on storylines. Because you had a little bit of that, right? Like you had the Ember and Asuka stare down, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you had uh, some stuff with, with Nikki and you had uh, Asuka making Carmella look stupid and, you know... Th- so some other, you know, the Sasha Bailey stuff that Paul mentioned. You had some stuff, mm-hmm. right? But it's, I don't know. I, I just, I don't have much complaints about this because they could have handled this so badly, and they did a lot right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. And there's a, there's a lot of other little stuff in this to like too. Like, I mean, Divas of Doom reunion. Get out of here. I lost my shit. Uh, that was great. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I. To go back on the Nikki point, I, I honestly didn't have a problem with her being lashed just because they're, it's been proven, I think, time and time again, no matter where they go, there's a large section of the audience who's really invested in the Bella Twins uh, from Total Divas and all that. So I, I think putting them there is sort of giving those people a dog in the fight to root for, and, and certainly does put, I think, a small seed of doubt in your mind that, you know, Nikki has been treated very well by this company and uh, basically can find her way back to the top, I think, at a moment's notice. So I think that's why she was there at the end, too. And, 
Yeah, I mean, the, the Ember was still selling her arm, and that really played a, a, a big part in her elimination, which I liked. Um, oh god, there's I'm sure there's tons of other stuff I'm forgetting. But this, this getting is just, to do a uh, one arm uh, eclipse eclipse yes. was freaking awesome. That was cool. yeah. Um, I mean, Carmela's fear of Oscar every time that Oscar swung a kick at her, she ran for the hills. I thought was great. Like there, there's so much I think to like about this. Um, that she sort of can forgive a lot of the stuff that maybe holds it back a little. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of, uh, you know, Vicky getting involved and <laughs> I love that. Oh, that was oh, funny. Oh, excuse me. I also love the fact that she got the upper hand on Carmela. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome too. So that might have been Stephanie's best line. I was surprised too. Was that she yeah. was going to annoy them out of the ring? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was surprised Stephanie didn't do one of those like moments where she got up and was like, "Yeah, take that" or whatever <laughs> to go back to the getting a little revenge for Vicky making her look bad. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, overall, you know, there, to me, you guys are right that this is a really not a bad match. Uh, they did a good job of really, you know, just getting us excited because we do have all the legends involved. And uh, it just a lot of good things did come out of this. So we got, you know, history done. The history part's done, right? So now we can focus on just having next year being all about a big match feel really fun and really, you know, storytelling stuff will come in next year when it comes to the younger talent. This year, it's about the Flash, Pizzazz, and they got all that done. So good job on them for that. Uh, Let's talk about this post-match, though, because it is very relevant to WrestleMania and everything entails. Very Uh, historic. Yeah. We have Asuka standing tall, of course. She is victorious. And you have... Charlotte Flair, the SmackDown Live Women's Champion, and Alexa Bliss, the Raw Brands Women's Champion, uh, coming in. And, uh, of course, they stand on either side of Asuka, hold their titles up. So, Asuka, dealer's choice on her end. Uh, But, before anything else takes place, we have Ronda Rousey show up. And, yes, she didn't show up during the actual match, but she shows up in her Roddy Piper-looking shirt that she has. Of course, you know, she has the Roddy Piper mantra because she was good friends with him. And uh, coming down and staring down all three ladies and uh, kind of, you know, kind of making a reference to Charlotte a little bit there. And then gets out of the ring, goes around, and, uh, of course, has some interactions with Stephanie and then walks out. So points at the sign a million times. Yeah, that, that's a given. Usually, it's sad to say, but they, everybody does it. It's like, oh God, stop! We get it. <laughs> they are not subtle about that at all. It's, <laughs> it's tradition now. You, you point at a sign if you win a match. You point at a sign if you want WrestleMania. I mean, there's just so much sign pointing these days. Let's <laughs> let's use some words, guys. <laughs> it, it, it gets involved in my everyday life. Like I started going to the grocery store with my wife and pointing at bacon and my stomach, and I'm like, yeah, that's what that's I want. I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> you just start pointing at the the tops of the aisles, I'm like, yeah, that. Right there. That's what I want. That's it. That's where I want to be. Let's do it. Yeah. I stay alive as long as I don't point at the Sports Illustrated. So. (laughs) Ah, God. Uh. Uh, But yeah, this is crazy stuff. I mean, I didn't expect Ronda Rousey. We kept talking about her being away filming a movie. Uh, But Paul, I mean, we are sitting here and now she is doing this. And uh, I mean, at least we do know she's going to be a part of that WrestleMania picture. She is a full time. Yes, full-time deal, which is uh, uh, cool, I think. Uh, there's there's a lot to like and a lot to be confused here because she goes to shake hands with Asuka. Asuka, Asuka slaps the hand away. She goes and has to stare down with Stephanie. You get a handshake there. And then uh, she walks away all happy and giddy that she's with the company now. So, I mean, that's cool for her. I just I don't really know what this all accomplishes other than we know she's going to be at WrestleMania and maybe that's all they were after, right? And that's that's fine, but I don't know. I think I care more about which uh, which person Oscar was going to challenge much more than than Rousey showing up. But I am glad that she shows up here and not in the Rumble. Um, I think if you had that going on, you would have had to change a lot of things. And I like what they did in the match. So 
Yeah, I think they did this. Uh, they handled this a lot better than had she been in the match and had her get eliminated by some kind of fluke or win the thing, which would have been even worse. And you know, the whole narrative of I think of the whole show would have been really bad. And uh, you know, we I think you would have had so many people crapping on the oh my god, here we are putting you know today's wrestlers down and all that stuff. But I think. This whole announcement, and they made sure ESPN went in, the, like the moment she comes out, you get the alert on your phone, full-time wrestler. I mean, they're not playing around. She is going to be here for the long haul. She does an interview where she talks about where she's not going anywhere. This is not going to be like Brock where she's going to be doing you know, UFC on the side or whatever. She is committed to this. And you know that whole her laughing and... Her smile. I think she's just really, really excited to be there and be doing it now. And I mean, I think once you, you know, it comes down to okay, well, I got to be play a character and be serious. That might be a problem. But you know, we'll we'll get to that when it comes down to the, to that part of it. But now it's it seems like it's going to be her and Charlotte. But could they go back to the let's try to do what we couldn't do three years ago and do her and rock against triple H and Stephanie and not involve the today talent at all. Uh, I would personally, I wish they would just start out that way. I wish they would have her just start out with a mixed tag match and then you can start putting her in the storylines and have her be there for that entire year and then build up to the Charlotte thing. I'd hate for them to, okay, she just showed up. She's Green as grass as far as wrestling goes. And, I mean, I don't know. She could have been training for three months for, for all we know. And we just, we just don't know. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, still, I, just, I want to see them have a longer build before she just gets this big-time WrestleMania match that involves today's talent and gets to go over on them and stuff like that. I guess we shouldn't expect anything difference with what WWE's been doing for a long time now, but still. And plus, I mean, it's WrestleMania. The Rock, Triple H, Stephanie, and, and Ron in a ring. I mean, that's that's going to sell some tickets. Definitely going to sell some tickets. Here, Here's the thing, and I think this is sort of the biggest problem with waiting with Ronda, is that she has such a big name that you could that you could kind of understand them wanting to throw her into the spotlight as soon as possible just to capitalize on it. Cause that's what WWE likes to do. Um, they do it with big signees from wrestling that, they, they, you know, I don't see, you know, Hollywood or, or if they ever signed a Hollywood star full time or, or an MMA star like they have here with Ronda to a deal like this, why they would skip a beat on that either. So I, I mean, I could see the Charlotte thing happening. I agree. Charlotte, I don't think is in a position to carry somebody, and I and I don't think um, her attempting to carry Ronda is going to create anything pretty uh, as far as ring work and all that goes. So I'm with you. I do hope they go with a mixed uh, a mixed tag option at, at Mania and capitalize on all that. Um, you know, you got to give her time to hold her own before you toss her in there by yourself because that's that's a big spotlight to fail under if it doesn't go well. I think this is huge for their TV deal negotiations, too. Being able to say that, look, we got Ronda under full time. You'll be able to see her on whatever channel you're going to have her on. Uh, you know, whether it's Fox, whether it's USA, whether it's, Di- you know, ABC, Disney, whoever the hell, ESPN. Uh, I think that's this is going to be big for them going down the road. I think. They've seen her do some stuff, and they're probably pretty confident that she's going to get it. Maybe she never becomes, you know, five-star Ronda or whatever. But if she can do well enough, I think that's all you need. And then you just strap that rocket to her, and that's you just created another uh, – along with whatever she's already done, you just created another – huge star to market your company around and that's that's big for them going forward when you need all this stuff to happen for you within less than a year 
Yeah, I agree. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, they can really, you know, surround Ronda Rousey with, you know, because of the fact of her, you know, celebrity and a lot of the things that she can bring to the table. But what's so cool about this whole thing is they're kind of hope making us understand that WrestleMania is going to be the first place we see her wrestle, right? So that gives us a lot of anticipation, hopefully a lot of time for her to train and get ready for whatever she is going to do. And, uh, you know, it, it means a lot, though, for WB right now at this point being close to Mania, but not close that, you know, it's right, you know, the like, next month, literally. No, it's, it's we've got months ahead of us. So, that's the best part of this. They can really pump up Mania. They can pump up the network. They can do all the things they need to do with one name <laughs> at this moment. Uh, of course, they've got a lot of other great things going, but, you know, with someone like Ronda Rousey, it really helps get that, you know, star power behind everything they're doing and getting Mania built up to be what they want it to be this year. Uh, and they've got a lot of other things coming out of this Royal Rumble that really helps sell WrestleMania alone without Ronda Rousey. But adding her to this piece of the puzzle just makes it that much greater. So, I think they did a great job. The only thing I want to say is I'm not a big fan of the music for Ronda. I wish it was something a little different. To me, kind of, to me it was a little cheesy, but hey, to each his own. That's what she, uh, that's what she comes out to for her, her MMA bouts, so I, I okay. understood that. Uh, that jacket she had yeah. also belonged to Roddy Piper, by the way. His uh, Roddy's son gave that to her to use tonight. That's so awesome. Yeah, really that cool. is yeah. super cool. And, um, you know, he's an MMA fighter. I know right now, correct? I mean, so uh, it, it's really neat. And, you know, I really never followed Ronda Rousey to an extent. I've seen her matches, but really never watched them start to end when it comes to entrance and all that. So that, that's cool that they, you know, I guess spent the money to use the music. Because, you know, usually Vince is totally against that. So, <laughs> CM Punk right. and Ronda Rousey, you got the music you wanted. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. Well, good stuff. I mean, this is a, a Royal Rumble I think people will definitely remember. Uh, and especially for the fans over there in Japan, I'm sure they're stoked that some of their homegrown talent is being uh, really featured very, very well right now in WWE. And uh, that's a, it's a good deal for WB, I think, on their own. So, uh, well, yes. So, you know, guys, if you want to come check out the rest of our content, like tonight, uh, we want you guys to know that we're going to have some other big shows coming up your way. Uh, of course, we'll have a big Raw review, SmackDown Live review, and 205 Live review following all the great Royal Rumble action we talked about tonight. No Lots numbers, of cool Gary? stuff. Oh, we're going to do the numbers too. I'm sorry. Oh. I just want to make sure people. I want to make sure people know that there's other great stuff coming out of this Royal Rumble stuff. I don't want you guys to forget. We also do an NXT show too. So if this is the first time listening and you just listen to this for the Royal Rumble and you're like, oh, these guys, and you know, I'm kind of curious what else they have to say. We have other shows that we need to go check out. So please go check out those shows because we have a lot of cool stuff after the fallout of Royal Rumble. So make sure you go check that stuff out. And W2M.com is the place to go find that stuff. Uh, but, yeah, Paul, let's go ahead and do it. Why don't you give me a number for Royal Rumble tonight? You threw me there for a second. It sounded like you were about to sum up and send it home. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Uh- I try to do it a little different. You know, it's kind of funny. I get so tired of being monotonous. I kind of do it the same way. So I'm trying to do a little bit different. We'll see. But go ahead. Give me your number. Uh, I'm going eight. I, I really enjoyed this show. There, there are some down parts for sure. Uh, I think the two Royal Rumbles make up for it. I think your your opening two matches are, are pretty gosh darn good as well. Um, and pre-show's not awful either. So I'm, I'm like an eight. Uh, I'll go... Yeah, I, I'll go uh, seven and a half. I I really like the uh, AJ match uh, with uh, Owens and Zayn, and then I played it into the Rumble later. Uh, the first fall for the Gable and and all that tag title match was uh, also really good. And then you know the stuff in between that was that was gonna be set up to fail with how really you know, how great these those Rumbles were. Just seriously, uh, I think you should definitely check both the Rumbles out there. Well worth watching on their own. And, I mean, you hope WWE can, you know, reach that moment next year because those those were some really good 
rumbles. I mean that that's gonna that's gonna take a lot for them to to figure out next year for that. But yeah, definitely. A, a it's so nice to finally have a not finally. I mean they've had other shows that deliver, but it's nice to have a a show that's very comparable to the NXT show that happened the night before, not where they get blown out of the water. Yeah, I agree, and you know. I, you know, throw your hats on the ice. I'm going to give it a hat trick. I'm going to give it an eight, too. Uh, just a, a fun show. Lots of great entertainment when it comes to both Rumbles. I uh, really, really was happy with some of the surprises we got. Um, you know, there were a few things that I would have loved to see that weren't there. Like in the Women's Royal Rumble, I didn't get the iconic duo. I also didn't get a Lunger Blaze, but that's okay. Uh, the other great, you know, like Beth Phoenix involved and Molly Holly made up for it. Uh, and, and, of course, the Men's Royal Rumble adding Rey Mysterio and, of course, the Hurricane. Oh, that's awesome. So some good stuff coming involved. And, uh, you know, I, just everything else it summed up for us to have more great stories leading into WrestleMania. That's all I can say about that. So I think that's why I'm pushing everyone to go check out these review shows we've got coming up. Because I'll be honest with you, Paul, I can't wait to talk Raw. I can't. I, I can't wait to watch it, and I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, and, of course, you know, I know all the other great review shows that will be taking place this week. We'll have some great stuff coming out of these big shows. So making sure people know about that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like we all like Royal Rumble. That's a good deal. You know, I was coming out of this thinking, well, we may have some varying opinions, but we're all pretty much on the same page, and that's that's neat. Uh, but yes, people, hey, make sure you go check out those shows I told you about. And, of course, our regular episodes of Wrestling to the Max. And the way to do that is W2Mnet.com. Also, don't forget to go subscribe, rate, and review over at Wrestling to the Max or the W2M Network. And, hey, do us a favor. Go on YouTube and subscribe at the W2M Network. Once you do that, you do us a big favor. And also, not only that, you get all of our great content, too. Uh, YouTube is a really popular place for a lot of people. And, you know, hey, we want to make sure that you know about it. And it's also a great place to have conversations. People love to get on there and make hateful comments and great comments and whatever they want to spill. Usually, YouTube is a great place to do it. So please go do that. Give us your opinions. If you're listening to us on YouTube right now, give us your opinion about what you thought about the Royal Rumble. And, of course, everything else you want to say. Maybe give us your rating on what you gave it. Um, also, uh, make sure you give some big love to 411mania.com and lastworldonprowrestling.com. Uh, they're two great partners of ours, and we really love their content. We're friends with all those guys over there, and we want to make sure we give them some love. They're big supporters of ours. Well, you know, we make sure we send our people over there to support them, too. So, uh, But, yeah, this has been fun. Had a lot of great stuff to talk about tonight, guys. Like I said, I can't wait to this week of wrestling. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff to talk about, especially in our episodes of Wrestling at the Max this week. You're not going to want to miss them. There'll be episode 284, part one and part two this week, so you don't want to miss those either. Uh, well, two uh, big New Japan shows to talk about with some interesting title shifts as Ooh. well that we get to get into. Lots yeah, of happening too. Oh boy! See, you, you guys are already getting me excited. I just want to do it now, but I don't, I don't have a uh, fast forward button to get to those you know times to talk. So I have to wait. But hey, guys, don't worry. You'll be right there pretty soon. So go check out those shows. Uh, but yeah, uh, lots of great stuff. I, of course, am Gary Vaughn. He is Paul Leeser. He is Sean Garmer. And until next time, guys, if you're not living life to the max. Not living life at all. You know it. Please. Previous podcast is a W2Mnet.com original podcast. For more great content like this, go to W2Mnet.com for the worlds of wrestling, video games, entertainment, and sports. This is New York firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Every day, a part of every sub you buy at Firehouse Subs helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. And now, for a limited time, they're introducing the Daily Sub Special. Every day, get a medium sub of the day for just $5.55. They kick it off with Meatball Monday and finish it off with Italian Sunday with something delicious every day in between for just $5.55. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Tap the banner now to learn more.